Hi, I'm Alex Terranova, and this is the Dream Mason Podcast. And what you are about to hear is a segment called Playing With Problems. It was originally aired as the Playing With Problems Podcast and is now officially folded into the Dream Mason Podcast. I hope you enjoy it. Success is a broad term that carries only arbitrary meaning. In Western cultures, we often attribute it to money, fame, and power. But money without joy, peace, love, spirituality, and health doesn't equate to a great life. Often, it equates to a miserable one. Hi, I'm Alex Terranova. As a business and life performance alchemist and coach who's coached hundreds of successful people, I have learned the secret to a great life is about creating a life you love the experience of living. It's not about how much money you make, how big your company is, how many abs you can count, the boat you own, the models you've slept with, or the trips you've taken. A great, successful life feels good. It's the result of choosing your purpose and living with commitment, integrity, love, play, and faith. Each week on Playing With Problems, I will sit down with one successful person. They might be successful in money, love, leadership, health, spirituality, or maybe they're thriving in various areas. And we'll explore who they are and what they've accomplished. But every podcast does that. What makes this podcast unique is we'll also dive into and play with the current problem they're experiencing. See, there's this cultural myth that makes us believe that once people are successful, they don't have problems. We all have problems, and it takes a courageous person to share theirs. The show isn't about listening to a problem that's been solved. Our guests will bring a vulnerable issue they are currently challenged by and we'll work and play together to get clarity, answers, new perspectives, ideas, and maybe even a solution. I invite you to experience these conversations as if they are about you. If you listen and watch through yourself, your relationships, finances, fears, challenges, successes, and problems, these conversations could change your life. Welcome to Playing With Problems. What's up? Welcome back to Playing With Problems. I am your host, Alex Terranova. This show is, uh, as it, we're still in the beginning, first handful of conversations, and handful of problems, handful of success stories. And it's really interesting because I noticed as I, I was sharing with the guest who you'll meet in a second, I was sharing with her um, that people that come on this show, often there's like two approaches. Some people come on and they just like really open themselves up. And some people that I've interviewed, and, and as I say this, um, I should preface that you might be hearing this before you've heard a lot of other episodes. So there's episodes recorded before they're, they're all put out. Um, but some people come on and they like stay in the interview space and they, they like try to do vulnerability. And some people come on and get really vulnerable. And I was just thinking about how challenging it is to just be really vulnerable for, for you all as an audience, for me to do it, for our guests to do it. So it just makes me appreciate and honor them even more that they're willing to put themselves in this space for themselves, but really for, because they believe as I do that, you know, opening up and actually sharing the things that are challenging us and the things that are hard and we're struggling with or the the next levels that we haven't been able to get to actually serve other people. So with every episode I do with the with the conversations, I just have more gratitude for all of you that are on here, but and all of you that are listening. So thank you. 
Uh, let me introduce you to our guest today. So her and I met, like we crossed paths. We were both living in an apartment complex, I think during the pandemic a few years ago. And um, yeah, our paths just crossed and and somehow we we kind of kept in touch. And when when I started this and was looking for guests, she eagerly volunteered, which was really exciting when I started putting it out because this is something different. People aren't doing asking people to come on and talk about what they're challenged by. Right? That's that's just not what podcasts are about. So she is a doctor of chiropractic. She holds space for health, well-being, and healing for mind, body, and spirit approaches. Her passion is helping others heal through nervous system-based and energetically focused techniques. She has a fam. She has a family and. Um, I don't know what this word is. Uh, per, pernatal, uh, per, per perinatal. Perinatal. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm guessing that's like pre-pregnancy and pediatric chiropractic. During pregnancy. Yeah. <laughs> During pregnancy. You can hear her. Thank you. Um, she also offers lifestyle guidance and sleep, nutrition, exercise, energetics, meditation, and essential oils. Her intention and focuses are on pain relief, pattern interruption, and the individual's potential to unlock energy to bring deeper awareness to life. Her creative endeavors are hosting Harmonic Expressions, the podcast, and partnering with Four Moon Spa in Encinitas. When we met, uh, we were both living in Pacific Beach, San Diego, and uh, we both, in like the two years, our lives have like radically, radically changed. We've both grown a lot. Um, I'm just really grateful that she's willing to come on here and that we're going to get to have this experience with her. Leanna Hunt, welcome to Playing With Problems. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for having me. And yeah, I'm so glad that we were able to stay in touch. And similar to even like on Facebook, I was surprised at the contacts that we had as well. I think that was something that came up. And I'm, you know, very grateful for technology in that manner, because I would say, yeah, we've grown a lot. And I know that I moved quite a bit. So being able to stay in touch with multiple different people has been um very good. Yeah, it's been a very eye-opening experience as well as, um, yeah. yeah, I'm very honored by um, being able to be on here. And I'm, yeah, slightly nervous because I'm like, oh, gosh, what's going to come up? <laughs> well, good. Thanks and for being like, real about it. Yeah, and being vulnerable. I think it's it's so much easier if, you know, nothing's recording. And then once the record is hit, you're like, whoa, okay, like... <laughs> what do I say? What do I don't say? And it's like, wait, no, like what's, what's real and what's true. So I'm excited to be here. Yeah. I think you brought up a good point too, just about the like social media, you know, we often are like thinking about all the, you know, reasons social media is bad and there's plenty of reasons why it's harmful or bad or not supportive of the lives we want. And yet, there's a lot of people like you and I, there's, we would have never probably talked or seen each other again if it weren't for that. And, and that's mm -hmm. like one of a handful, you know, many relationships you have in your life. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about um, recently that when I went to college, it was like right before Facebook, like, mm -hmm. like my brother's three years younger than me and he was in college with Facebook and I was like right before it. Uh. And that the guys I lived with my freshman year of college no idea who they are, don't know their names, don't remember, like, just don't remember. I only lived with them yeah. for a quarter because I, I dropped out. But mm -hmm. I was like, man, I wonder what happened to those, like, the handful of people I met in that quarter. And yeah. I, I'll probably never know because I just, like, have no way of, right, like, yeah. finding out. Um, mm -hmm. And how that, yet people we went to, like, elementary school with and junior high and all these things we were able to totally. stay connected to. Yeah. 
Yeah. Kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's a balance. <laughs> yeah, totally. So t- before we, you know, dive into the problems, mm-hmm. let's talk about like what makes you successful. Why do you feel like in your life? Actually, before I even say that, like what, what how do you define success? Ooh, um, yeah, my whole life, I mean, I was a gymnast, so there was a lot of um, <clears throat> focus towards winning in some sense. However, thankful, thankfully, because of my coaches, they had me really focusing on, you know, just doing my best and always competing against myself and never really competing against other people. And so that was really ingrained into me of like, how can I be my best all the time? And then how can I take that to multiple avenues of my life? And so success for me is not necessarily like being on a podium with an award or something like that. I think like for me, I do like to be recognized. That is something that I just recently explored. I'm like, maybe I like I'm so driven because I do want to be recognized for the things that I know, the things that I can provide. Um But I think also success has really changed over the past few years to really having a deep sense of like fulfillment in what I'm doing and knowing that what I'm doing is not only helping myself, but it's also helping the person in front of me or the multiple people in front of me and then humanity at large. Because I feel like that's really, that's really, I think, what makes evolution evolution is that we we can we can make changes and decisions within ourselves that ultimately will impact everyone around us and so the more that we can be our best and make the best decisions for ourselves and everyone around us then it does have an impact whether we see it or not so it's almost like this you are rewarded through fulfillment and not necessarily through like yeah standing on a podium with a medal or a trophy it's more of this inner peace and inner fulfillment of knowing, okay, I'm doing what's right for me and what's right for everyone around me. Okay. I like that. So success is really, I love the the piece about the gymnast. So success is really focusing on yourself, not others, and mm-hmm. becoming the best version of you. Mm-hmm. And in the best version of you, yes, we like to be acknowledged, like mm-hmm. we want to be seen. But really, it's about in being the best version of you, you get to be fulfilled. And then that translates into supporting others mm-hmm. and the world at large. Mm-hmm. Then, so how are you, how do you feel you're doing that? Like, what makes you currently successful? Yeah, immediately what pops into my head is learning from my mistakes. I think really understanding when you're, when you didn't make the best decision or maybe it wasn't the right decision. You are gonna you are gonna see some sort of either a consequence, so it may feel negative, or you're gonna see a positive outcome. So I think for me, it's really learning, you know, what decisions are you know helpful for everyone involved. But it's a learning process because sometimes we don't make the best decisions, and then we have to play out that energy, and then we're like, wow, why did we why did we decide that that was not the best decision, you know, for me or anyone else around me, and so. I think for me, what's been making me successful and like continuing to make me successful is really the sense of learning from those mistakes and learning quickly. Because I think you could you could dwell on the same mistake for your whole entire life if you really wanted to. 
And you could keep making that same mistake and that's okay. But ultimately, if you're not learning from it or if you're not making another decision, then ultimately you're almost stagnating yourself and then everyone else as well. So I think for me, it's like once I kind of ingrained that process into really my brain and my nervous system, I'm like, okay, how can I learn really quickly? How can I learn all these things really quickly? Because ultimately I'm going to play out what I need to play out on a soul level. And so it just speeds up the process. So I'm going to experience what I need to experience, but then how can I learn about it quicker so that I can ultimately maybe do more, maybe be able to provide more to the world, maybe learn more. Um, So it's just timing of it all, but also being able to learn from my mistakes quickly. Okay. And then what is, how does, and then what are you actually working on? Like in the, you know, we, we talked about your doctor of chiropractic, like what are the, Mm -hmm. the kind of more tangible, the things that we can see that you're like really proud of that you're bringing this into? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, um, like what, like what mistakes am I making and how am I learning from them? No, no. Like what are you actually proud of that you're creating in your life? Like the areas Mm -hmm. of success that you feel, you know, like obviously being a doctor of chiropractic, like that's an accomplishment, but what are you feeling really proud of in your life that has you feel like, oh, these are markers for me that show me that I'm like a success and doing well? Yeah. So I remember when I decided I was going to be a chiropractor, it was because of something called the green books, which is like the philosophy books of chiropractic. And uh, at that point, I was like, okay, I'm going to be a chiropractor. I'm going to do this, but I'm never going to touch anyone's neck. Like, I'm never going to pop anyone's neck. I'm never going to adjust anyone's neck. I'm not doing that. Like, that's scary. Like, <laughs> there's a lot of pops that happen. Like, it freaks me out. And I recently, I've had quite a few different patients like say, wow, that was the best neck adjustment that I've ever had. Or wow, like that was the best adjustment or wow, like that's exactly what I needed in the neck area. And I think recently that was a very solidifying moment of like, yeah, learning from mistakes or not mistakes, but really learning how to integrate information. So then I can be really, really good in that area. So almost taking that fear that I very, very beginning and saying, okay, well, I'm just going to look at it head on and address it and say, it's not scary. You just have to learn about it and you have to really be in tune with yourself and learn how to essentially maneuver and, you know, make different movements. But, uh, so that was my most recent one, like within chiropractic, it was very small, but it, it was like, wow. Okay. Like I am doing something right. There is something that's, you know, happening. And then also too, um, I was diagnosed with an autoimmune of my thyroid when I was 16. And essentially I was on medication for 10 years after that, thankfully, because I didn't really have any other resources. That's really all I had at that point in time. And then starting, I mean, getting into more of the holistic kind of, you could say alternative approaches or um, Eastern approaches. I really started to understand what healing really looked like and all the patterning and how it really had to do with the nervous system and the brain. And, uh, and so I really started digging deep within that to really heal my thyroid. And that's how harmonic expressions was birthed was because I was like, I need to speak. I need to like activate this area of my body. 
and I need to say what needs to be said. And I don't really care if anyone listens or not at this point. I just want to be able to express myself because for a very long time, the whole area of my body was so shut off. And so being able to continue with creating that and now using it as a platform where I can share about chiropractic and different things, it's it's been great. I mean, I just feel like that's where all my creative energy goes to is my blogs and recording those podcasts. And in 2023, my goal is to eventually host people and bring people on so I can have conversations like this amongst mind, body, and spirit uh, topics. So yeah, I mean, that's been a fun endeavor as well. <laughs> There's You mentioned two things in there that I want to touch on. One is the fear is access to success, right? Like mm. you saying, hey, this is what I want to do. I want to be a chiropractor. But then there's this area that you had fear around, which every single person, if you're listening to this, yes, you, some <laughs> area of your life, there's something that you want that you're, that's, there's a fear that's holding you back. Now, people don't always think of the things as fears, but like if there's a trip you want to take, and you're like, I don't have the money. Well, that's fear. It's There's a scarcity fear. There's a fear of like not having enough or the fear of the consequence if you were to like put it on a credit card or, mm. or, or overextend yourself. Mm-hmm. If there's, um, you know, lots of us have conversations that we really want to have with people that we're not willing to have. Lots mm-hmm. of us are in jobs we want to don't want to be in or want to change. Mm-hmm. That I find that most people fears the, dri- the driver of their life. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're, we're not, see, we're not fully aware of it. We, you know, we rationalize it, you know, we're like, oh, I'll be a chiropractor, but I won't adjust next or something. Right. Like, yes, <laughs> we'll operate around it without actually just going, wow, I'm just like afraid of that thing. And I recently had an experience where I went, okay, you can either go through fear like you did, mm-hmm. or you can be with it and accept it and sit with it, mm-hmm. but you but if you but if if you like run away from it or deny it, it's gonna keep like knocking at your door. Exactly. If yeah. you go through it, you move <laughs> past it. If you sit with it, it'll kind of leave you alone. It's like sitting with it mean to me means like acknowledging that it's there and maybe recognizing that you're just not ready to to go through it yet, but you accept mm-hmm. it. You're not denying it, you're not running away from it. You're kind of just saying, Okay, I see you. I'm just not ready yet. Mm-hmm. And I will be at some point. Mm-hmm. Um and that lets the energy of it dissolve until, you know, you get back to a place where you yeah. need to go through it. Yeah. Um, the other piece that you spoke about is, you know, you talked about this podcast and healing yourself as it doesn't matter about like the people listening, which mm-hmm. I love because I speak so often to clients about it's not about the results. It's We think it's about the results because we live in a capitalistic, progress-driven world. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have to be that way. Mm-hmm. Nature's not progress-driven and nature's been around long before. <laughs> nature just has its cycle and it does its yeah. thing. But humans, we created in to, to have a capitalistic economy, it has to be progress-driven. Yeah. So I'm not saying that's bad. Mm-hmm. It just has us all be like, go, 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 the next thing, the next mm-hmm. thing, the next thing. Mm-hmm. And they're all measured in the results of versus what you really described is living through the experience, like mm-hmm. having the experience that you want and that you're enjoying mm-hmm. and that the results will come or they won't come, but it's actually not about that. Mm-hmm. Love yeah. That. Yeah, exactly. And I think I kind of would tie that back to 
you know, when I was in gymnastics of just focus on doing your best and, you know, knowing that, okay, this scale might be more challenging or when this time comes up in the routine, like, you know, that, you know, you've made mistakes there before. So you have this awareness, but ultimately, like, I remember my coach even saying, like, not even letting us really look at our scores too, like when we were younger, which was very eye-opening. And now I look at, I mean, from a business standpoint and from other places in my life, like I'll look at stats now and I've had to work with numbers and kind of let go of the emotions around them because of different things, because it can start to label you. And then you do start to wrap your mind, your heart, your whole life around those small things when in reality, yeah, like if you kind of sit with it, you're like, wait, that's not actually really what matters. And so I think it for me now it's become a balance of like, okay, like I definitely want some certain things in my life, but it still does not need to be all driven by that, the progress or the results or the numbers or in that manner. So <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think about it a lot like the that thing that you want to accomplish as soon as you've accomplished it you know whether it be standing on a podium or getting an award or making a certain amount of money or getting having a baby or mm-hmm. you know getting married the moment you did it it's over exactly now you automatically are like what's next exactly so, so I, I often am stressing with people that i work with like you spend like 99 percent of your life in the journey you spend one percent in the like moment where you achieved it and you get to celebrate yeah and then exactly. you're back on the next thing yeah so it's like if you're not loving the 99 percent because you're yeah it's all about the one percent like that's a kind of a sucky life mm-hmm. and I, I hear that a lot and what you're saying is like your coach wouldn't let you look at those things it was about you growing you having the experience you evolving not about mm-hmm. the like what the number said at the end yeah exactly yeah let Let's transition a little bit and talk about where you're feeling like challenge, struggling, like what, what's the, the problem that we're going to play with today? Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. Cause even this morning today, I have a little bit of a break and I'm like, okay, I actually need to rest, need to force myself to rest. (laughs) And that's really been my biggest challenge is I will push myself until I have nothing left inside of me and I will do all the tasks in the world, but it's, it's been one of those things where it, it completely drains me to the point where these things that I do love and that I'm working towards, I don't really see any light in it anymore. I'm like, I don't even know why I'm doing this anymore. I'm just so drained by it at this point. It feels like more like work than it is exciting. And I'm like, but that's not even why I got started. That's not why I wanted to continue with this. And so yeah, like this morning I was like, gosh, I am just so tired. I'm just so tired. (laughs) What is this? And part of it, I mean, I definitely explore like the thyroid and, you know, my body, but I'm like, or is it that I've just pushed myself so much that it's like all catching up to me? And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, how can I find a better balance with this? Because I think sustainability is something that I've been really focusing on, but I'm like, that's not sustainable either. But I feel like, I feel like recently I keep cutting back on how much work I'm doing, but I'm like, 
oh my gosh, yeah, like, is this enough? Like, am I going to have enough? Am I going to make enough money? Am I going to be able to provide for X, Y, and Z? Like, and then I, yeah, it kind of puts me into that scarcity too. So it's this huge thing of like, I think I push myself super far and like do so much because of potentially like this underlying scarcity rather than finding the balance of like listening more to my body of like what it really needs and accepting that and knowing that it's okay. Um, even though like, <laughs> like, how do I slow down? How do I, you know, rest? It's like, that is so challenging for me. And it's, it sounds so simple, but it's like really not. <laughs> it's also really common. You know, we, we get, we chose something or we are doing something we don't, that we feel like a lot of passion and excitement about. And then we find ourselves burned out, stressed out, you know, mm -hmm. like just hustling and grinding mm -hmm. and tired. Mm -hmm. And so I'm curious, what was the, if you were to get, throw out a few words of like why you started, like before, when you were excited, like what were the things that excited you to get started about this? Mm. Oh gosh. <laughs> That's so strange. So I'm like, oh my gosh, there's like no words coming to my mind. <laughs> there's no, there's no rush, you know? Yeah. I think a lot of it is stemming from when I was diagnosed when I was 16, I really started taking care of myself and taking my health into my own hands and trying to understand what health really means. Because um, my grandma, she was on, she, she was kind of like the typical American, well, a little bit more extreme depending on where you're living at, but like 13 medications and just a lot of surgeries and kind of put through it all. And I was like, I don't want to live like that. I don't want to, I don't know. I just remember her saying all the time, like, I'm here, but I'm not living. Like I'm here, but I'm not living. And I'm like, I don't want to be here and not living. I want to be here and living. And if I'm not living, then why am I here? Kind of thing. So I think that's really what started with everything and I started going into understanding what diet and exercise and how that can help or, ben or be detrimental to your health and so it really was like this internal journey of just wanting to live my life and not feel as though that I'm here and not living and just being essentially would be essentially like being medicated or having surgeries just to keep me alive but I'm not actually living not actually having a good experience, not enjoying it. And so I think sometimes when I do get into these like go, 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 and then burnout, it almost brings me back to that feeling of like, I don't feel like I'm living. I just feel like I'm here, but not alive. It's, so how can I like bring the liveliness back into my life? Yeah. And so I'm just that's like even this morning, I just sat in one yoga pose for like 10 minutes because I'm like, this is the only thing that feels good right now. Like, I, this is what I'm going to do. <laughs> I love that you brought it back to your grandmother as like the way reason you started. Because what I really hear, and I don't know if you hear this or see this, is like the thing that actually had you start was something you were actually running away from. Mm -hmm. You didn't start fully from like inspiration. It wasn't like true desire of like, mm -hmm. you know, like a little kid who wakes up and is like, I want to be a pop star, right? Or yeah. like, kids are like, I want to be an influencer. 
Yes. <laughs> but you saw something you didn't want. And yeah. Then like, we're like, I'm headed in this other direction. Now that can be really motivating uh-huh. for a lot of us. Yeah. But then if you look full circle, it's like the thing you were running away from, you ran right back to, right? Now you're yeah. burned out, you're tired, you're stressed. Yeah. Yeah. It's like come all, you like in running away from it, you like ran right towards it. Yeah. Yeah. Which fear has this really wacky way to do it. <laughs> and that's I, so interesting. I've never thought about it like this. Yeah. What, well, what you're like smiling and kind of like, like you're feeling like that, this new awareness. What do you see for yourself? Yeah. Because I do explore like, okay, when I was a kid, like, what was I like? Oh, I could do this all day long, all night long. This is what I want to do. And I mean, there was multiple avenues of what I enjoyed, but I would say like a big thing that, um, that I like, that I would do all the time was I was a teacher a lot. So I would have like my imaginary students and like, would be teaching them science classes. So science was always involved. I think that's something that like, that's always been there. But yeah, I feel like I have like, I've explored exactly what you're saying. I've just never tied it back to like the root of why I started. Because I'm like, okay, is chiropractic really it? Or or is there other other avenues that I want to take my life in? And I feel like it's interesting because when I'm when I'm in the mode of being a chiropractor and helping people, yeah, I love it. I think it's, I think though I do have a threshold and I think I need to listen even deeper to that threshold of how much I really can give. And then, yeah, start maybe exploring these like other areas of my life where I'm like, wow, I wanted to be a professional dancer when I was a kid. I wanted to I would build roller coasters and different things. So maybe I've explored being an engineer. I've like been researching it because I'm like, maybe that's, you know, also like something that I want to be a part of. But so it's, it's interesting because I've been exploring this. I just have not had someone be like, hey, (laughs) you know, you really kind of started from a fear or, you know, something that you don't want rather than a, a true desire or a true inspiration well and i don't want you to like yeah <laughs> right? i don't want any in you and anyone listening to think like oh just because that's the way we started that doesn't mean that's not our our purpose or our passion yes right yeah. it can be mm-hmm. but what i want to point to is like when we're running away from something we often run right back into it mm-hmm. especially if it's fear like mm-hmm. the visual in my mind is if you start if fear is the motivator and you put an arrow away from it Fear just kind of comes back and lands around because you can't run away from fear. Yes. But if desire or passion or joy or mm-hmm. excitement is your motivator, mm-hmm. well, when fear comes up, you leap over it, you go, you, or you leap over it, mm-hmm. you go through it, you go, like you literally, you, it doesn't stop you. And mm-hmm. then on the other side is the experience you wanted, the joy, the result, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I don't think, but I don't also don't think that that means like it can't be your thing. It just means that you have to change what's motivating you. Mm, so yes. if it is, if this journey to help people, which mm-hmm. is great, right? We need this. We want this. If this is actually mm-hmm. something that you can see inside of you that mm-hmm. you want, mm-hmm. you can still dance. You can still do all these other mm-hmm. things. But if you can see that, then it's like, hey, how can I connect to the parts of that that actually light me up instead mm-hmm. of the parts I was trying to run away from? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's something that I've been exploring recently of like, what does motivate me? I actually just wrote it down. 
somewhere and there's a list of different things, but I feel like it's changing. So I think for me, it's like finding what the deep thing is, but I've noticed on days, say I do have an off day, I will get more sad and um, like down if I'm not helping people, like it literally could just be like opening the door even it's so I know like that needs to be a part of my path and then it's going to be a part of my path in some way, shape or form. Like I'm going to be helping someone, humanity, something. So, but it's like, how can I find that balance where I'm not over helping <laughs> to the point where then I have nothing left to give in some sense. And then, yeah, it's like kind of that burnout drain. Like, okay. So then, yeah, it's like, okay, what? What's- you know what does motivate me but I will say like another fear recently that came up was like this morning was a fear of falling or like failing essentially and I know I mentioned that to you but it was so I've been exploring like okay what if I do fail what does it even look like like what does failure even look like like and then really like kind of experience it like in your mind and your heart and be like, wow, okay, it's really not that scary. (laughs) So why not give it your all do the best that you can. And if you fail, like you've already somewhat experienced it and most likely it's not going to happen the way that you are. The fear is portraying it as. What do the fears actually say to you? Like what's the, it doesn't say failure. Failure wouldn't, right would mean something else failure would mm-hmm. mean something. what what are your fears like say to you mm-hmm. like the fear of falling is like it's almost like this um going into like a deep state of surrender and trust that the universe will provide in areas that i feel as though maybe i'm trying to control or force rather than just being in the moment more and trusting that process and knowing that whatever I'm worried about or anxious about, like those things will, they'll play out how they're supposed to play out. And so even this morning, I was like tapping into like my my right or my left um, trapezius area because it's like painful and tight and I'm like gosh and it's so subtle it's like this tension that's just always holding and I'm like why won't you just relax (laughs) just relax 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 and I just kept leaning into it more and it was that fear of falling and I'm like okay well then fall like let yourself fall right now like do it right now feel everything go relax and fall and I wasn't able to get into that space but I think it's almost like yeah the more that I can continue to tap into those fears or yeah, like what they're saying. And for me, they're really simple or they've been somewhat simple so far in some ways. Um, But there, I can feel them in my body and I'm like, Oh, okay. Like (laughs) how do I just lean into that more and know that that's not my path. Like that's not my path. And if I do fall, like that's not like the end, the world's not going to end. Like, I'm going to have another day. And if I don't, then that's okay, too. Like, it's it's almost like this process of just really 
being in that moment and trusting like whatever's going to happen is going to happen. It's going to be okay. <laughs> mm. So knowing that you're resilient and that regardless of how it goes, like you'll be able to handle it. Exactly. Yeah. So if we bring that and we look at all the things you're doing that are like wearing you down and tiring you out, mm-hmm. what could you let fall away? Uh, yeah, I know. I, I honestly have been recently been tapping into this because I'm like, someone even said this to me, like something's got to give. And I'm like, I know, I feel like something has got to give. And what came up to me when I was having that conversation was being a victim, like being a victim in my life. Like, oh, they did this to me in the past or they did this to me right now. Or, oh, they, you know, switched my schedule here. And now, you know, I have all this stuff it's kind of like these storylines that are created and it's like, and then you like carry that on, like, Oh, that cup was too heavy. And Oh, that, you know, oatmeal took too long to make. And it just becomes almost like this somewhat of like, kind of like a complaining or ungratefulness for what it is. So I think for me, it's, yeah, it's like something has got to give in my life. And I think it's those small, subtle thoughts of, even like the victim mentality of like the world's against me. Oh, like they're hurting me. Oh, like all these different things. And not saying that people don't do those types of things or maybe people don't really feel supported. But I think for me, it's, I like have to have this mindset shift within myself of like, I am strong enough for this. Like the universe wouldn't have put this these different things in front of me if I wasn't strong enough and really that we create a lot of stories that are very untrue and then we can allow them to continue or we can say no (laughs) I'm not continuing that story and I don't want to continue with that past so how can I yeah be be in the resilience or how can I be in the sovereignty and the truth and really stand in my energy and say okay like no I'm not the victim in this and if I was then okay then I'll even you know I'll find support in other ways but yeah so that's really what was coming up recently around all of that so how can you do all of that in (laughs) today tomorrow yeah how can you I really like to think of it as like practice it how can you practice what you just shared yeah I mean, my practice for any of this has really been like meditation and stillness. So really implementing that more. I would say the past few months I've I've gotten away from that. I used to meditate every morning and night. And now maybe I do it one time per week. Or if I'm like not busy between patients and I'm like, I'm just going to sit here and kind of go internally. So I think for myself, it's really incorporating those practices that I already know the resources that are already there just putting them back into play into my life and making it more of a ritual and making it more of a routine for myself so that it doesn't feel overwhelming or I don't feel burnt out because I am doing these practices and I am receiving answers essentially from myself of what to do what decisions to make yeah. how to how to move forward in different areas some something i offer a lot of people is do what matters first so 
but what matters to you and the experience you want to have. So I wake up really early and I used to wake up and do all the things that I thought I was supposed to do. I wake up, I'd go to yoga, I'd meditate, like I do all these things to like, get me ready. It was like very militaristic. Uh, then I had like more of like the eat the frog mentality was like, oh, you got to like do the hardest thing first. Uh, <laughs> and those things I think all serve their purpose in times. But one of the things that I really like now is I actually wake up now early and I do the thing that makes me feel my best. So, which is yeah. being creative. So yeah. I write in the morning, I wake up really early and I like when the world is asleep and it's dark out, I'm yeah. like a pure writing. My thoughts are clear. I don't have the distractions from the day. Yeah. Work hasn't started. I don't really look at my email or anything before, right? There's not. Yeah. And it like makes me feel alive and excited. And by the time I actually get into my work day, I'm like feeling my best. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like even though that's work for me, that creative, it's like work that sources me and fills me up. And there's no like outcome. It's not like yeah. there's a deadline. It's just things I yeah. want to do. So they yeah. might make money one day. Maybe they won't. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And so I, I offer you not to wake up and write like I do, but could you start your day with the things that you feel like fill you up and source you mm. instead of leaving those things for like a free moment that may or may not come? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I I love that because recently I've I've gotten more into like weightlifting, not super heavy and <clears throat> working out a little bit more to feel stronger. Stronger is like a or feeling more strength is something that I've been really wanting or I mean really gaining back. And so I've just found that to be very um helpful. But there are some days where I'm like, I yeah, this is not fulfilling. This is like, I'm just doing it because it's like, I feel like I'm a, yeah, drill sergeant. <laughs> I'm like, because I feel like it should be good and I know I'm going to get results and I, it's going to make me feel stronger in the long term and, you know, all these thought process, processes. And, but yes, exactly. I think I need to implement the small things more. And I mean, for me, I actually love nighttime. So that's been really challenging just because society doesn't really stay up at night. I mean, there's, you know, a collective amount of people that do, they'll work at night or different things. But I found that's where a lot of my creative energy actually turns on. And so a lot of the times it's interesting because either I'll wake up really early where it's so dark out. So it's almost mimicking nighttime and I'll start to do creative things or I'll, yeah, end up staying up to like midnight or one doing all sorts of different things that are super fulfilling for me. And so I think with that, that has been challenging working, working a job and then running a business and my podcast of like, okay, how can I stay up late and then not feel exhausted the next day as well? And so, yeah, I think it, it all comes down to, yeah, really finding, well, no, not finding the moments, creating those moments and implementing them and really listening yeah to what i really need in that moment in time and remember that the thing is it doesn't have to be creating right it could be just a creating mm -hmm. a space for meditation yeah or the the self-care practices in the yeah. morning yeah that maybe give you the the endurance to stay up late and do the other things right yeah if you're more sourced mm -hmm. and taken care of mm -hmm. then you actually have more bandwidth to hold all that you're creating and all that you're doing yes yeah um the other piece that i wanted to kind of come back to is that piece of really like choosing 
why you're on the path you're on. Because, you know, I think people have this, look, if we're, if we're lucky and we are the person who, you know, just like knows, you know, since we were four, we're like, I wanted to be this. And, and mm -hmm. that's great. Most of mm -hmm. us, that's not how our life is. Mm -hmm. Most of us, we could wander around looking for what our purpose is or what the difference we want to make. And what I offer often is you can do that. And you might be waiting around or looking for a long time which is just time you never get back. Mm -hmm. Or you can pick something that feels good right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then my hunch and my, what I've seen is that if you walk that path, mm -hmm. there'll be many doors that get opened mm -hmm. because you said yes to something and you're exploring a version of who you are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if you say no, and you're just waiting, there's, it's like, nothing's there. There's nothing to like, Oh, there are doors to open. You're just kind of yeah. like this holding pattern. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't know if you want to take a minute right now and, and mm -hmm. check in and be like, man, why do I, what are the like things that really do excite me mm -hmm. and inspire me about the path I'm on? Mm -hmm. I think some of it is like the creativity. So chiropractic, obviously, you know, there's a doctorate level to it. So it can be highly analytical at times, but the actual adjustment itself is, or it can be very artistic. So it has a lot of openings within it, with even just like the adjustment piece. And then within chiropractic, there's multiple different avenues or techniques that you can go down as well. But I think like what what I love the most is learning. I don't, <laughs> and I think that was a struggle coming out of school was like, I, I didn't know how to implement that same piece of sitting there and learning all day. I was just, my brain was always thinking about something. I was always learning something new. And I loved that. I loved being able to have old information, learning more about the old information, learning new information, seeing the connection between the information. And so now once I got out of school, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I just can't see myself going to the same job and doing the same thing. Like, how are you ever going to learn? Like, I just don't see how you're going to learn anything. <laughs> and then as I continued, I mean, I really incorporated it into like the relationships that I, that I'm in, like, how can I learn about those and um, emotional intelligence and learning about how that plays into yourself and relationships and um but ultimately I just feel like anything that I can learn in and some of them have been challenging though because they're very strong life lessons and they're painful and like yeah again you almost just have to face it and I feel like some things recently I'm like I just need to look at this and accept it for what it is because it's always been there but now it's like really there and it's like, okay, like it was, it was big back then, but you didn't see it. And now it's even bigger. So how can you make choices and what, what are you going to learn from this? But I think that's something what drives me is the creativity within my work, um, the openness, and then eventually getting into like Reiki and actually other healing modalities and learning about those. But I, I just feel like I, I don't know how to not learn. <laughs> I don't know how to stop myself from learning. And I feel like learning and helping people are like two staples in my life that I 
yeah, can't live without. And, you know, I don't know, like, I, I don't know if I really chose them or if that's just who I am. And I love it so much that I'm driven by it. Um, so what if that was like an anchor point of your day? What if every day you were just on a mission to see what you could learn? Like, yeah. that's what, yeah. right. And, and think about how this could go, right? What can I learn about this patient's body that's different than a different patient's body? Mm-hmm. What can I learn about, you know, a creative new technique in my field? Mm-hmm. What can I learn about a new, you know, taking on a new modality like Reiki? Mm-hmm. Um, and what, even what you said, like, what can I learn about myself? Like the, mm-hmm. the concept, it feels similar to like my vision every day or my goal every day or my purpose every day is to provide value. Mm. So if when I'm in my day and I'm feeling stagnant, stagnant, stuck, bored, okay. if, if I can and I go back to how can I provide value, all of a sudden opportunity things open up Yeah. versus yeah. what should I be doing, what do I need to be doing, what, you know, fear, mm-hmm. I come back to that anchor. And for mm-hmm. you, that like learning that desire, that passion for learning mm-hmm. can be the place that you come back to. That if you're stuck, stagnant, if you're burned out, it might be a sign that you're like not learning, that you're just in the doing and the grinding it out. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm having so many like light bulb moments <laughs> of like sure. recently. I mean, the whole engineering concept, I've been like exploring that and so I've been like okay well I need to start learning or getting back in with numbers and being okay with numbers because that's not necessarily a focus in chiropractic sciencey but not a lot of math so I'm like okay so I um yeah I recently like I've picked up a few books and I just started doing math problems again and instantly when you're saying that it's like yeah go back to something that's super simple like numbers are just numbers and you can I mean, you could write out like a whole bunch of equations and they're challenging. And so just go back to something that's so simple and that does make like you feel challenged in and that you're going to have to learn because of the challenge. But it, you could literally, I mean, you could do it on your laptop. You could do it, you know, on, on my notebook or even inside my head if I really wanted to like, okay, all these numbers, like how can I, what do they formulate to? So it's, yeah, exactly. And I think think like what is also clicking is like the simplicity I know we mentioned that before starting but it's like how can I in the doing and the busyness it can feel like so much information and then it's like oh my gosh there's so much but then like how can I just come back to a simple task where I can learn from and there's a book um, by Jay think like a monk and I just think of this piece even when you were saying that of like even if you did the same day or the same thing every single day yeah like what can you learn from it like does that tree look different does the sky look different like take a different path maybe when you're walking or just simple things like like getting back to the simplicity of life and the busyness <laughs> yeah if we're not if if we have a passion for learning and we're not seeing that every second of every day there's an opportunity mm-hmm. yeah we're we're like missing yeah gold all over I, it's funny yeah. my my fiance sometimes will be like we'll be sitting on the couch and i'll be like i wonder how that happened i wonder how, and she's like dude your brain 
because I like similar to you, like I love uh-huh. learning. I don't love the like school formatted learning, like the educational uh, system of learning. Yeah. I love to just allow my mind to mm-hmm. go. I wonder how that person did that with their life. I wonder why we stru- why we build something like this. I want, like, I just allow my, which feels very childlike, right? Kids are yes. like, why, why, why? Yes. And it hasn't always been that way for me. I think I shut that down for a long time, but the more I, I allow myself to um, really follow my passions, the more my childlike brain opens up and I'm constantly like, why, 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 why? And I, and I didn't even notice it. Except uh-huh. She looks at me and she's like, dude, uh, <laughs> right. And, Can we just stay here in silence. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I think the thing is that she notices it's not the, she likes the conversations. It's the, it's like a pin, a pin, a pinball. Cause uh-huh. it'll go from like architecture to religion, to philosophy, to energy. Yeah. yeah. And my, and, but that's, it actually makes me feel alive. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that's what I just saw in you was yes, just like came alive in like all the possibilities that would be available for you. Yes. You yeah. allowed learning to be like your kind of like leading motivating thing. Yes. Yeah, exactly. That's very similar to my partner and I as well. <laughs> I, I've been told I ask too many questions. I like think about too many things. I have too many endeavors. I mean, I'm not told that, but it's like, okay, what do you want to do? Like you need to choose and go with it. And and exactly, I think to recently, which I'm sort of shut off as well, and I'm kind of exploring how to bring this back is I feel like I have so many creative ideas about different things. Some of them are a little bit more of like an invention. Some of them are like, dang, like whoever designed this, like, why do they not design it this way? Or like, how can I contact this person and tell them to design it this way? Or like, it would be u- more useful from the person if we had it this way or, or yes, like, like about like humans or even animals, like just why do they do that? Or, you know, even recently I saw some spiders giving birth. It was so interesting. <laughs> like just small things like that, where I'm like, wow, that is so fascinating. <laughs> But I think for the normal society, like, it's like a waste of time. Like, why are you thinking about all these things? And I think that's where I kind of start to shut it down because it's like, yeah, where does this fit into society? Like, how how do I fit in? Like, if I'm all, yeah, if I'm a pinball. Yeah, look at your language, though, what you just said. And I, I really I want people to hear this. It starts to shut down. Exactly. And I don't, yeah. I, I want to be clear. I don't think society is like malicious or evil. Exactly. But, yes, I know. It's that thought. But, <laughs> but for society to function like a machine, like a capitalistic, yeah. progressive driven to keep mm-hmm. order, we have to keep people in boxes. We have to keep mm-hmm. people dimmed down. Mm-hmm. Now, we don't actually have to. We think we do. Like, yeah. We're yeah. afraid that like if everybody, like why couldn't we have just for instance, like, why couldn't we have a planet of 8 billion Elon Musks? Why couldn't we all be so bright? Yeah. You know, eight, imagine like 8 million Oprah's, Michael Jordan's, Elon Musk's, Gandhi's, Martin Luther King's. Like, we'd all still find, we'd all still be doing different things with our, like, with our brain. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Be the same thing. Yeah. But we, we like relate to these people as special and unique when I think that they're just an example of what we all could be to a degree. Mm-hmm. And 
but we do that thing, right? Where it's like, so we hear, we let our light get dimmed and, and it happens as a kid, right? Kids mm. with these big dreams are told like, no, like saying, you know, they're no yeah. lane, but it's like, no, let's think yeah. of realistic as you're growing up. It's like, no, you got to go to college because that's realistic. Yes. We create lives that are, that are reasonable. Yes. Yeah. Good. But it's yeah. reasonable to for someone to say to you, like, calm that all down, slow that all down. It's mm-hmm. too much. Mm-hmm. Instead yeah. of what we're doing here, which is like, how do we sh- like stroke that fire and get that thing burning even hotter and bigger? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's where I'm like exploring, like, how can I keep all of that energy going? But also be a part of society and knowing that, you know, if I do go to certain places or if I do work a certain job or if I do certain things, like it's, that is what it is. I mean, in some capacities. So then it's like knowing, and that's kind of a part of the learning and the growth I feel like is, okay, well, then that can't be my end all be all because it is going to eventually shut everything down and it's not going to be one helpful for me or anyone else around me so it kind of comes back to that like it's just not helpful <laughs> especially I think like yeah it's just not helpful if we all are dimming our lights because then what's the what's the point I don't know I'm like what is the point then <laughs> so how can you practice really like embracing and and like like pouring more fuel onto that fire instead of dimming your light because the world's going to do it. Your partner's, your partner, no matter how great this person is, mm-hmm. they just naturally, it's just how we're conditioned. You're like, yeah. oh, we're doing it. How do you, mm-hmm. um, how do you practice like expanding it or allowing it to be? Yeah. Uh... <laughs> I should say, how can you? Because it's going to be new. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel like for myself, like writing things down. So bringing those things into the physical world, that's something that I've been practicing as like these ideas or if something feels very prominent, like write it down. Um, and I had an idea, well, not, and I, it wasn't my idea, but from someone that I was working with, um, they would write on the mirrors. And so I started doing that too. So something that's like you're staring at all the time. So really being able to bring it into the material world So that you are looking at that information and making it heard. Because I think sometimes too, it's like all these ideas or all these creative endeavors. It's like, yeah, I don't really know. Is this something that is is going to make me money or would be a good investment? Or is this just like a random idea? Like, thanks, universe. So like, I don't really want to partake in all of this. So I think being able to be aware of all of that you know, can be helpful. But I, yeah, I I think for me, it's just bringing it into the material world and also like accepting who I am and who I'm becoming. And then also leaning, I've kind of always had this other fear of like, yeah, success, which is interesting. Like, it's like this fear of my potential of being successful. Like, how far can I go? I mean, you know, yeah, like the top, you know, people that have, they've, I mean, radically changed our world, Elon Musk and Oprah, like, how can we play with that potential that we all have to be the best version 
of who we are. But I, for some reason, sometimes I still get scared of like how far I could go. And I don't know if it's, I don't know. I don't know why I get scared of that. <laughs> well, what's the, what is the fear? Like, again, I always try to listen to like, what does the fear say? Like, what does the fear say to you? Right. Cause you're interpret, I'm scared of it, but there's a message that comes through that you're afraid of. What's the message? Mm. Yeah, it's almost like the the feeling happy all the time, feeling fulfilled all the time, feeling love all the time. Like that would be something that is somewhat new in us as an adult. Like I feel like as a kid, I experienced that. But as an adult in the world that we live in, how can you be that kid and feel all of that, but also not be so ungrounded i guess in some sense too yeah. to society i want you to have something for you i want you to play with this <laughs> and this is something i've found myself this is not like theoretical i i am experiencing this mm-hmm. so for people that are watching this on a screen you can see my hands but for people that are only listening imagine like a rubber band so we'll we'll do it like a rubber band stretches like however far it stretches right which mm-hmm. i believe you pull it and that's kind of like the bandwidth it has. If we pull it past that, it's going to snap and break. Yeah. So imagine your levels of like happiness and sadness or or like, let's say, love and fear, whichever you want to put on the, the outsides of the rubber bands. Mm-hmm. We're stretching that. And that you're on a plane that mm-hmm. that kind of you, you have that much range, right? Between love mm-hmm. and fear mm-hmm. or between happiness and sadness, right? Whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're able to kind of let's say lean more into the happiness side mm-hmm. or the love side mm-hmm. let's say that the 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 rubber band necessarily maybe it can stretch maybe it can't but it starts to pull it mm-hmm. to more one direction now there's mm-hmm. still fear or sadness on the other side but mm-hmm. it's almost like it's shifting it more to the side of the thing that you want now some people have shifted it the other way right to fear yeah. I'm going to mix metaphors here, but it's kind of like a floor and a ceiling. Mm. As you raise your ceiling, the floor comes up with it. Mm. The floor doesn't stay, necessarily stay there, but as you raise your ceiling, yeah. you bring the floor up, right? Okay. If you were to start doing much more magnificent things with your life, you're probably not going to hang out with people that are doing like really boring or basic things. You're going to mm-hmm. elevate. So the floor comes with it. As you keep doing that, the floor continues to rise. So where the rubber band continues to go over there. So Mm -hmm. now you still have, like, we're still human. So we still have the ebb and flow of Mm -hmm. happiness and sadness, love and fear. I don't think we can ever get to where it's only one, like we're human. Yeah. But if we raise our floor and our ceiling, or we pull the rubber band far enough to that way, the experience of our sadness or our fear is such a different experience. Yes. It's 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 a, a even much lighter experience. Mm-hmm. Recently, I'm seeing this for myself because I've worked really hard to do this, that the other day I had some fear around something and I noticed that there was like no real worry or anxiety. There was the thought of, mm-hmm. oh, what if that doesn't happen? Or what if I fail? Mm-hmm. But all that, the worry, the anxiety, the tension that used to come with that mm-hmm. was just absent. Mm. right so to me I was like oh my god I've like moved 
myself further that Mm -hmm. I don't know. So now when I am sad or I am nervous, it's like a completely new experience of that. Yes. It feels milder or lighter. Yes. And yet my feelings of joy and happiness and proud of myself keep continuing to expand again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. I mean, the floor and ceiling reminds me of almost like an elevator. I've had dreams about that too. And kind of the symbolism behind like an elevator and really just, yeah, elevating yourself into more of like really who you are. And when you are able to like go into more of who you are, I feel as though then, yeah, I, I, like, I feel like I'm, I've experienced what you're saying. It's like, but how can I experience more of that? <laughs> so it, it, you know, <laughs> touching of yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like the expanding of it. And, mm-hmm. and Cause even like with even like the kind of the pain in my left trap muscle and like that fear of falling, like, I just feel like I've done so much work like that where I'm like, okay, I know what to do. I just need to tap into it, go into it, may take a few more sessions and then it will be released and then I'll integrate the information. So it's like, yeah, it becomes easier or lighter, like what you're saying to like process all of that. And so I think for me, it's like, yeah, how can I tap into like what is scaring me about my potential? And then just say like, and then keep working towards that potential, knowing that it's even hard to predict what that even looks like, mm-hmm. really, because it's going to look vastly different than mostly what you're predicting it to be. <laughs> A question one of my mentors and friends, Denise Yamada, offered me once when I really started to, I want to say like really step into joy and peace in my own life mm. was how much goodness can you be with? Mm. And I kept asking myself that because mm. I wanted more. Why wouldn't, why wouldn't you want more joy and goodness? Yeah. And love. Like yeah. how much, and if you think about like love, people get uncomfortable when they're too loved. Mm. Right? Yeah. They can't actually be with yeah. how much love they're receiving. Yeah. And that's like really sad actually. Yeah. We can be with so much misery and disaster and sadness, yeah. but because of all that dimming down, we've, we've, we've like lowered our ceiling that we like can't be with extensions of love and joy and happiness and celebration and all the good things. Yeah. So I would challenge you when that fear comes, it's like, wait, how much, look at my life. Yeah. How much goodness can I be with? Yeah. And could I, could I even take on a little more? Could I get a little yeah. more squeezed yeah. in here and stretch it? Yeah. 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 I like that. Yeah. Cause I think for me, it's like, it almost like changes the frame of mind even of like, okay, there is so much goodness around me too. You know, whether that's internally or externally through my environment or people. So it's kind of like going back to that victim state too, even like, wait, no, there is so much goodness. And then, yeah, how can I how can I embrace what I have right now? All the feelings, people, things, but then how, yeah, how can I expand that and have more? Yeah, I like that. <laughs> how do you feel about where we are in this conversation? Does this feel like a kind of a good place for us to pause, wrap up? Yeah, I would say so. I feel like I'm definitely going to be like meditating on the things that we talked about because I feel like it's bringing up a lot within me and I'm like, oh, I need to, you know, I think there's something about having the conversation with someone about those things that are always within you. 
And maybe you do talk about it here or there, but then to really be like, okay, you know, this is what's really going on. These are my problems. It's, I feel like, yeah, it's like bringing up a lot. I can even feel it on my body. So I'm like, whoa, okay. <laughs> you need to go like stretch and move it out, move it around. <laughs> I, you know, I love the, these are my problems. When we're, when we look at it like this, are these are our opportunities. Yeah. Our problems are always uh, present the next opportunity. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, you can't, there's no such thing as achievement without failure. Otherwise it would just, yeah. right. There's, there's no such thing as love without heartbreak. So yeah. that if we choose to view our problems or our challenges yeah. as the next opportunity, it's just the doorway yeah. through to them. Yes. Um, yeah. Is there anything you want to say uh, or share uh, before we wrap up? Hmm. Nothing is coming to mind. I'm just very yeah honored to be on here and I'm glad we had this conversation. <laughs> thanks. Yeah. I, I just want to acknowledge you. Um, thanks for being vulnerable. Um, mm-hmm. thanks for thanks for really sharing like what you're afraid of. And I think, you know, you shared something that is so common. Like we're, we're so afraid of our greatness. We're so afraid of our light. We're so afraid of how good things can be. I think it's no, but actually take, it takes a level of awareness to see that that's like Mm -hmm. on the, that's like you, and you look through the fear, you see that on the other side where Mm -hmm. at first it just looks scary. Mm -hmm. Um, I also want to acknowledge just your light and your spirit that, you know, we started with a conversation that was about kind of like, Hmm, burned out, sad, (laughs) like stressed. Yeah. And like, you came alive. Yeah. And you let me and the audience and yourself really see yeah. your light and your yeah. kind of like your, I don't know if there's a word, like jubilation, like the the, mm-hmm. the energy that you have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so thanks for being here. Thanks for showing us all this. And I hope that you are able to like take that forward. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Thank you for ultimately holding the space for me to share all this information. And again, I just sometimes I think it can be beneficial to have someone else be that mirror or provide some feedback or scenarios that just puts it in a different manner. So then you're like, wait, yeah, this is not as challenging as you're making it out to be like I'm making it out to be. It can be way more simple as well. It's perfect. It can be way more simple. It's like a perfect way to end this. Yeah. For all of us, it can be way more simple. Yeah. Yeah. Leanna, thank you again for coming on. Um, if people want to find out about your chiropractic practice or harmonic expressions or anything that you're up to, what what's like the best way for them to learn more about you? Yeah, yeah, it would be my website, drleannahunt.com. Has all my resources, a little bit more about techniques, um, my services, the podcast, blogs, and then I'm currently community or I'm creating a community directory page. So a bunch of different healers, doctors, people that I've seen that I've been in communication with that I want to start creating some sort of community where we can reach for clients, patients, or at least give access to other people so they can find someone for what they need. Cool. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you. And everyone listening, you know, if you're in the Southern California area, um, this is where Leanna is. So if you want to actually see her in person, um, but please go to her website. I'll put everything in the show notes so people can see like the spelling and, and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting this podcast. And I trust that I know that, you know, the wisdom that's here, you can incorporate it into your life. 
Mm-hmm. And this can be supportive of you. And mm-hmm. uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Playing With Problems. I'm so grateful to you and our guests who are willing to come on and talk about and share so vulnerably. If you like the podcast, please like and subscribe and leave us a review. And if you're a successful person who thinks you have a challenge or problem that you want to come on this show and talk about, or if you're a successful person and you feel like a more intimate, personal one-on-one conversation is more right for you, please reach out to playingwithproblems at thedreammason.com. Thank you for listening to Playing With Problems.